I'm Arlene Bynum for Jeff MacArthur. The Amazon is burning, as you know. Those images really hard to take as we look at the rainforest on fire. And it's just uh, come up with the G7. The French president is calling for G7 to take action as the Amazon blazes are prompting a lot of criticism to the Brazilian leader. So we've got the French president saying that the record number of fires in the Amazon rainforest is an international crisis. So it's top of the agenda or he wants it to be top of the agenda for the upcoming G7 summit and we're going to find out more about it today and just how serious it is. Joining us is Courtney Howard, emergency physician, president of the Canadian Association of Physicians for the Environment. Courtney Howard, thank you for being here. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, I am good. We watch we watch forest fires in our country and now we're watching this. What are you thinking? It's very worrisome. Uh, this is a very important fire. Um, we know that in uh, Brazil, um, le- emissions from land use change, um, mostly from deforestation, account for about 50% of their overall greenhouse gas emissions. Um, that was a 2016 stat. And so this deforestation, given the size of the Amazon and the importance to the overall um, global uh, climate, um, it's really important, as well as the local air pollution uh, health impacts on uh, Brazilian All right, let me, if you can explain to us, you know, we're told by scientists that the the Amazon forest is really important in the fight against any change in climate and tempering any changes in climate. How does it work? So trees um, absorb carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Um, So our trees do that, trees everywhere do that. Um, The Amazon um, makes up about 40% of the world's tropical forest, so it's a really huge carbon sink. And so what we see when um, trees move from being a a living, breathing tree, uh, which which sucks CO2 out of the atmosphere, to burning is that they move from being a carbon sink to a source of carbon. So there's a really big change in the potential for emissions. And what's really interesting and upsetting about the Amazon is that it's actually an area that creates its own rainfall. And so as uh, moisture um, moves from the Atlantic Ocean area across towards Peru um, and falls as rain, the trees in the Amazon actually pull that rain up from their roots and release it via evaporation in the canopy, and then it falls again. So about 50% of the rain is actually recycled um, within the Amazon itself. And so there's the potential um, that's been posited in studies from their um, very important National Institute for Space Research um, by Carlos Nobre um, that basically says, Mm -hmm. look, if we get rid of too many trees, that water recycling system is going to stop working. And this Amazon could actually turn from being this sort of moist environment into a dry savanna-like area. So um, the risk is that we move past uh, this threshold Uh, which he put at about 21% uh, deforestation um, quite soon. Right now, the Amazon is at about uh, 16 17% uh, deforestation, and it's possible that we could hit the 21% quite quickly, which is why these increased rates of uh, burning are so upsetting. All right, so we've got deforestation. We've heard about this for some time, if we listen to what is happening with the Amazon, but also the environmentalists are pointing the finger on the president, saying his policies there 
are threatening the forest more? What politically is happening there that's increasing this? Well, like we've seen with many right-wing governments, um, he has not been friendly to science that has challenged his political priorities. So he, in fact, fired um, the head of uh, the National Institute for Space Research um, a couple of weeks ago, subsequent to stats that were released that showed increased levels of deforestation, and he replaced him with a you know a non-scientist. Um, he also uh, fired... 21 out of the 27 heads of the uh, government's uh, environmental protection agency, Obama, in February. Many of those have not been replaced. And so he's sort of reducing the ability of Brazil to track its deforestation rates. Um, He's silencing the voices that say, you know, we, we need to watch out. And um, what there's several uh, policies that they're trying to pass that will, um, you know, make it easier for people to, to deforest. But in the meantime, they've just been enforcing the laws that exist less. And so they, they've issued less um, fines for deforestation, you know, between January and May of this year than, than in many previous months. So it's, you know, the, these quimadas, these um, seasonal um, burns that are set by people usually mm-hmm. by... Farmers, um, aren't know, they? Yeah, farmers yeah, trying to clear farmers. them yeah, exactly. So they do um, happen yearly. Um, I worked on a policy brief for the Lancet Countdown with a team of doctors from Brazil last year, and this was, in fact, their number one um, worry even last year in terms of climate impacts and air pollution impacts in Brazil, because we know that that air pollution impacts um, up to 10 million people. And so even stats from other um, years showed that it um, was positively associated with low birth weight in cities of the Brazilian Amazon, and as well as high risks of respiratory disease in children and elderly people. So even last year, this was the main concern of the physicians I was working with in Brazil. And so what we're seeing now is an exacerbation of uh, a longstanding problem likely in relation to a president who is, um, you know, puts less of an emphasis on environmental and and health protection. All right. He says, he says he used to be called Captain Chainsaw. Now I'm Nero setting the Amazon aflame. But it is the season of the Quamada, which I imagine is dry season. He's also blaming it on NGOs and saying humans are doing this. Is there any truth to that? Well, um, the doctor that I spoke with yesterday, uh, Enrique Barros, so he's the uh, he's a family physician and he's the president of the environmental um, uh, group at the World Family Physicians Association. And he did emphasize mm-hmm. to me that this, you know, it's not like the wildfires we have here where many times it's nature caused. Uh, in Brazil, you know, there's a wet area, and even in the dry season. And so most fires have been human caused. And so, you know, I think what we're seeing is... Um, you know, a, a result of, uh, you know, economic policies and, that have been longstanding, but, you know, in a new culture of permissiveness as a result of Jair Bolsonaro, um, what the doctors last year wanted to see were, um, you know, new policies that help farmers uh, transition to different economic alternatives. They wanted to see, um, you know, binding air quality guidelines in association with the World Health Organization's Breathe Life campaign. And they also wanted to see, um, actually, as what we've got here in Canada um, with the food guide, our mm-hmm. new food guide, more of a national um, sort of emphasis on a transition to plant-rich diets because a lot of these forests are being burned down to make room for cattle. And so, 
if we're consuming more plants and less cattle, you know, there, there would be less need in Brazil so it, to be burning down the forest. You know, Courtney, in a lot of ways, this is kind of a, a microcosm, a boil down of a lot of things we're talking about. And, you know, I, I was just mentioning uh, the French president saying it should be top of the agenda, the D- G7, our prime minister, weighing in. Is this going to be a catalyst uh, if it comes up at the G7 and moving towards a lot of the things you're talking about? It, it does bring a lot of issues that we've seen in other places into um, sort of really sharp focus. You know, we know that climate change is the biggest health threat of the 21st century, according to the World Health Organization, for reasons such as drought and flood and famine and conflict and infectious disease. And we know that when we talk about climate change in terms of health impacts, that health impacts it, it resonates more with people and they understand more the impact on, its, on our lives. And we've seen such huge wildfires here in Canada as well as in other parts of the world. You know, the air pollution impacts are really uncomfortable for people and lead to really measurable impacts on respiratory disease. And when you overlay that all with this relationship between power and science and the backlash we're sometimes seeing against science that um, uh, speak to priorities other than those of the people in power, yes, it definitely is sort of a triumvirate of uh, really emerging issues that are going to be critical for us to be courageous in tackling if we want to have a healthy outcome. And it is political, certainly during this election campaign. Courtney Howard, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it, Courtney. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for covering the story. Hey, of course. Uh, Courtney Howard is an emergency physician, president of the Canadian Association of Physicians for the Environment. 